Good afternoon and welcome to Community Focus. I'm Kyle Gassett in Opelika, sitting in for Carolyn Hutchison. Today on the show, we're listening to the second half of my interview with actor Hal Holbrook, which we recorded in September of this year. It's been quite a year for Mr. Holbrook, not only because it marks his 57th year of performing his Tony Award-winning one-man show, Mark Twain Tonight, this fall he also published the first half of his autobiography, Harold, The Boy Who Became Mark Twain. We spoke on the occasion of Mr. Holbrook's return to Opelika to perform Mark Twain Tonight, which opened East Alabama Art's 25th anniversary series on September 15th. During our talk, I asked him if before he prepared to play Mark Twain the man, he was familiar with Mark Twain the author. When I started doing this man, I didn't know anything about him. This sounds crazy, right? Mm -hmm. It sounds nutty. I didn't know anything about him. It wasn't my choice to do him. The head of my theater department, Ed Wright, my dear friend and mentor of many years, my teacher, my professor, he 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 introduced me to Twain. He told me to do. You know, I was putting this two two person show together with Ruby, my first wife, and he suggested you know characters from Hamlet and I mean Shakespeare and and Elizabeth Essex and all kind of and Mark Twain. I I didn't know anything about Twain. And, and so anyway, when it, when years later when I, uh, I had tried to do a solo because we had a child and couldn't tour together anymore. Mm-hmm. I, I had I went to the Argosy Bookstore on 59th Street in New York. I was living there then, over toward Bloomingdale's. I passed this a dusty old place, and I, I went in there one day, a second-hand bookstore, and I, I said, "Where's the Mark Twain books?" And I went to a corner, and and and, and I started picking out these books. I didn't know anything about them, but I had to develop a show. I was frightened to death the idea of going out alone, mm-hmm. but I had to. I had to earn a living. I was I was desperate. I was the actor in New York trying to make a living. I had no no job, no parents to help us out, nothing. Mm-hmm. And so I, I started learning about Twain. I had no idea about this man. No idea what territory he covered. I'm not lying to you. I don't tell lies. I differ from George Washington. <laughs> I have a higher and grander standard of principle. George could not tell a lie. I can, but I won't. (laughs) Oh, I used to tell lies. But I've given it up. The field is overrun with amateurs. Well, Mr. Holbrook, do you mind if I ask about all the president's men and um, how you create that character... So your presence is indelible on on the screen by just, you know, the gleam of a cigarette in the darkness. And and how did you approach creating Deep Throat? How did you, what what were you thinking about when you entered into that? Well, uh, to me, the emotional uh, challenge that uh, the man was going through, I mean, to I had I, I had done a series called The Senator, so I I've been to Washington and talked to a lot of senators. I knew enough about Washington to know that you do not break faith with your president. If you are in some way part of the administration, you do not betray your president under no circumstances. This man was in a situation where he had to do that. He had to choose between his country, what he felt was right for the country, and his president. And so he was, and he's a very elegant man, the way I, I 
thought of him. I mean, he's a good man with cufflinks, you know. And to be to have to do this in a in an underground garage in some dirty place, uh, even emphasize the, the 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 disgusting nature of what he was doing. Forget the myths that the media has created about the White House. The truth is, these are not very bright guys, and things got out of hand. Hunts come in from the cold. Supposedly, he's got a lawyer with $25,000 in a brown paper bag. They follow the money. What do you mean? Where? Well, I can't tell you that. But you could tell me that. No, I have to do this my way. You tell me what you know, and I'll confirm. I'll keep you in the right direction if I can, but that's all. Just follow the money. How was it for you when we found out years later that it was associate director Mark Felt? Well, it was a kind of a disappointment in a way because the man was very old at the time. He was not able to really um, express, you know, he wasn't really able to talk the way one would hope he would uh, because he was, he was quite elderly. And also he was not, he was not my image, you know, of the man. Well, I, I will say... Off the offer on the record that you are deep throat for me, so <laughs> that that's who I. That in my mind, it's always you. Well, you know, I I turned that role down. You know, Bob Redford was a friend of mine back then, and he came to our house and uh, and told me I I made a mistake. I turned it down. I should do the part. I said, Bob, it's so small, <laughs> and nobody's going to see me. I'm in the dark. I don't want to do. And he said, How? Listen to me. I said, no, I don't know. And I said, Hal, listen to me. I want to tell you, this role will be remembered more than any other in the film. I said, come on, Bob, for heavens. You're kidding. He said, I promise you, I promise you, this role will be remembered more than anyone in the film. I said, well, he said, I, I, I promise you. I said, well, okay, I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> he was right. <laughs> it's, it's very true. You let Haldeman slip away. Yes. You've done worse than let Haldeman slip away, get people feeling sorry for him. I didn't think that was possible. In a conspiracy like this, you build from the outer edges and you go step by step. If you shoot too high and miss, everybody feels more secure. You put the investigation back months. Yes, we know that. And if we're wrong, we're resigning. Were we wrong? You'll have to find that out, won't you? If you're just joining us, we're speaking today with actor Hal Holbrook, who, in addition to numerous roles on stage and screen, is known for his portrayal of author Mark Twain and the informant Deep Throat and All the President's Men. In 2008, Holbrook was nominated for an Academy Award for his performance of Into the Wild, based on the travels of Christopher McCandless across North America in the early 1990s. In the movie, written and directed by actor Sean Penn, Holbrook plays Ron Franz, an older man who befriends McCandless after giving him a ride. In the scene we're about to hear, they've stopped by a mountain that McCandless starts to climb. I mean, the core of man's spirit comes from new experiences. And there you are, stubborn old man, sitting on your butt. Sitting on my butt? Yeah. Ha! I'll show you sitting on my butt. 
It's so interesting for me to see the roles that you've taken on lately, um, especially Into the Wild, um, which was such a such an interesting movie and and such a a a, a great piece, or a great a great role for for I I think for you that really reminded us what a great actor you are. How was it taking that role? Um, how did how did that role come about? Well, it came out of the blue. Uh, came out of the blue. Uh, my agent said he was sending me a script from Sean Penn, and uh, I had to read it that night. And Sean wanted to see me the next day at lunch, so I knew that he was going to offer me a role because they don't, they don't, the director would never do that unless he was going to offer the part. So I read. Um, I, it's my habit to read from the beginning to the end. Not like my wife, she would read quickly to her role, but I, 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 I would start in the beginning. It was a, a long script. And it took me a long time to get to my part at the end. And uh, a beautifully written, beautifully written, Sean wrote it, beautifully written. And uh, I met him next day uh, in the bar at Four Seasons and... Uh, I, 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 he said, what do you, uh, you know, I, how do you feel about the script? I said, sign. I said, years ago. And when I did, I did a, a, a film for television with my wife, Dixie Carter called the killing of Randy Webster. That's when I met Dixie for the first time met her. And there was this young actor in there and we both thought he was very talented. He was uh, the friend of our son who got killed in the in the uh, in the movie, and we, we we thought he was very talented. And I, I I told him several times. I told him I thought he was really talented and that he had something special and could have a career. And, uh, and when it, when when the movie was over, he wrote me a letter uh, a couple of weeks later and thanked me. Uh, for my for encouraging him and you know this is very unusual this does not happen in our business it's very unusual somebody has to be quite fine uh to take the time to do that and uh it was sean penn and uh the the quality of the letter he wrote struck me at the time because he was a nonverbal kind of kid he, he hardly would talk to you he'd look down but his letter was beautifully written and I never forgot it. And when he, when I met him in the bar, I said, Sean, I have never forgotten the letter you wrote me and the quality of writing. And when I read your script last night, it made me remember how beautifully written that letter was because this script is also beautifully written. And I loved working with Sean. I had a great experience working with him because why? He trusted you. He just trusted you. After you'd shot half a day, you you began to realize that whatever you did would be okay. It was going to be okay. That he had cast you in a role. He knew what he was doing, and you were okay. And uh, it kind of pulls the plug on some little fear that actors carry in their heart no matter who they are, 
you know, hoping they did did it okay, hoping they were okay. With him, it didn't matter. Whatever came out. So what came out was real and true because there was nothing in the way of it. I always think that's the mark of a great actor is when you see something in, in between in the small gestures. Well, a wonderful director, what's his name? Oh, gosh, the names again. Sidney Lumet. Sidney Lumet, great director. He directed The Group, my first picture I ever made. I never made a movie until I was almost 40 years old, you know. I was working in the stage in New York. So anyway, he, he once told me because I, I, I went to the rushes. He allowed me to go and see once, once, because my first film. And, and then he said, well, what did you think? And I said, I was acting. I was acting. He said, yes, you were. Yes, you were, Hal. We can cut around it. It'll be okay. But what you have to remember about film, Hal, because I was a stage actor, is that the camera can read your mind. You do not have to act for the camera. You just have to, you see, I'm, now I'm talking for myself, but that's what Sidney said. The camera can read your mind. That is the difference between the stage and, and film work. Award-winning actor Hal Holbrook is most recently the author of Harold, The Boy Who Became Mark Twain, and we spoke with him in September of this year. If you'd like to purchase a signed copy of Mr. Holbrook's autobiography, you can call East Alabama Arts at 334-749-8105 or email info at eastalabamaarts.org. Thanks for listening. This has been Community Focus. I'm Kyle Gassett. Our program is a public service of Troy University, and we now return you to Troy for the remainder of your news hour. <laughs>